I feel like as long as you do the best job that you can possibly do, that's all you can really do. If you're working to provide a life, if you're working to better your life and better society's life, then ultimately that's something that's positive. I'm just going to go ahead and say that as mothers, we don't really get (laughs) that luxury. Like our kids guilt me a lot. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, honey. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I've, you know what? I meditated this morning. Look at you. I'm doing tantra school at Look home. Look at you. Managing my feelings. I love that. <laughs> I cleaned my room. Woo! I'm a fucking badass superstar. <laughs> I'm a badass cleaning superstar. <laughs> I love this. How are you? How's your... Your week going? It's going good. I did the same thing. Meditated. I went to yoga this morning. Um, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling accomplished. Oh, I did yoga with my boyfriend. My my boyfriend led the yoga. He has he has a whole class. I was like, I'm never going to yoga again. I'm just gonna make you do it. Oh, perfect. But yeah, I, was, I did yoga and I meditated. He sat through one of my my ele- my uh, our space element tantra meditations. Okay. And then we did a yeah, yoga class in the living room. It was very nice. I love that. Congratulations. And you cleaned your room. And I cleaned my room. <clears throat> yeah. Big, that's a big win for me. Can't, it's rare I do both in one day. Go to work, <laughs> clean my room, and meditate. Woo! A lot of adulting happening. I'm winning. <laughs> a lot of adulting. <sighs> oh, well, we, we have a guest, you guys. We have hey, a guest. Guys. Did you hear that? <laughs> um, this is, should we go ahead and introduce our guest? Go ahead. Go Before you it. introduce us, can we just say happy fifth year? Yes. Anniversary. Yes. To you too. Yes. Thank you. Happy Thank five you. years. It's not a, that's a it's a rare feat in this space. Congratulations. So you should, you should feel sure. very accomplished and very proud of yourselves. Thank you. Yeah. I, I do. I, maybe that's what it is. It's the it's the five year anniversary. It was a full moon last night. I'm feeling very activated. And it's International Women's Day. And it's International Women's this is Day. True. Yes, we did. We Stars did. are aligned. And it's a Wednesday. We rarely actually record on a Wednesday. We drop on Wednesdays. So this feels uh, very aligned. And we're back with some former guests of the show, Um, some guests that our audience really, really loved way back when we had you on, which was in the pandemic. The deep pandemic. Um, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a dark time. Remember when everyone there was a zombie apocalypse? Remember now we're fine. <laughs> um, I'd love to introduce the show, Rashad and Troy of Earn Your Leisure. Hey. 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 The superstars themselves. <laughs> in live in action in LA. Yeah. Fresh off the plane. Fresh off the plane fresh in the person. Plane. And you guys still looking fresh to death. Wow. This is a that's how you know you're rich. You got the we got the real nice sweats. <laughs> <laughs> you got the you got the high end luxury <laughs> leisure. Like I can't wear those color anything because they don't ever stay that color. So that yeah. is I feel like men are really good at that. Though. No, I think it's only moms can't stay clean. Like if you're white, if you're wearing white and your mother, it doesn't work out. Even if I'm not around my child, yeah, it's true. It's a tough color, yeah. especially on the airplane. Like you're in tight spaces, or maybe not because you're traveling first, first class. But <laughs> <laughs> but the I, are true. Not, the if you guys didn't catch, true. First, first class. not first class, first first class, first, first class, that's private. <laughs> Oh my god! My daughter keeps telling me like I want to I want to ride private like I want to ride on a plane private one time. I'm like, well, girl, you got to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know because well, we were gonna we wanted to do a drip check, and but, but Rashad was like, I'm not wearing the drip, you know, the real yeah, drip. And yeah, I was like, you yeah. look, We see you on the internet. We yeah, see you dripping on the internet. Oh, Rashad, I was looking. I'm like, Mila, look at Sisbris. He got the drip check. You see the, yeah. you see the matching looked, blue suit. You see she called me this morning. Was like, you know, we're gonna do the drip check. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nah. She's like, you know, Rashad, he's wearing all his nice clothes. I was like, so I have to dress up. Yes. <laughs> I put on my good shoes. Me too. This is my drip check. Yeah. Now we apologize. Like I said, I actually had something that I wanted to wear for you guys special. Oh, um, but you know, unfortunately, we had to come in the in the, in the sweats. Um, so I apologize in advance. It's yeah. okay, we'll just because, because that bitch ass hotel didn't let you in early. Millions of listeners, and my room better be ready next time. <laughs> I, I told them they better start. You better use your weight a little bit. I'm about to use my weight a little bit. Mila has a theory that we should start using the podcast to blast anyone that hates on us, <laughs> treats us bad, or hates on us, like the business backer. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> If you guys were ever thinking about taking out a loan from the motherfucking business backer, don't do it. That motherfucking Andrew, what's his last name? I don't know. Andrew, don't make me go. Andrew and Jeffrey. (laughs) Andrew and Jeffrey from the bitch ass business backer. What's the other company called? No, actually, they're from direct funding. From the bitch ass direct funding are bitch ass motherfuckers. And if you know them, you send this motherfucking podcast to them with the timestamp because I hate you motherfuckers. You lied to us and they're not for small businesses. Or black women. Fuck you. And on that note, welcome to Money Market. <laughs> the, the thoughts shared. <laughs> anyway, there you have it. Anyway, now that I got out that out the way, I really I'm been needing to get that, that off my that chest. Yoga has really <laughs> liberated you. <laughs> wow. Do you guys want, want me to throw in your hotel? What's it called? Uh, no, 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 please, no, all we right, might, we might need to stay there one day. Okay, well, <laughs> listen, anybody thinking about treating any of us bad up here, you better li- think about it before you do it. <laughs> millions of listeners. <laughs> millions, combined millions. <laughs> Everyone goes and Google's business backer right now. <laughs> says hate mail. Give them hate mail. I, I hope that you do. I really would appreciate it. They lied to us and they stole our money. Um, if you're watching YouTube right now, you see that we're in our beautiful new studio. Welcome to Good Good Media, guys. We just nice. opened we just opened up our studio two months ago. Congratulations. Yeah, this is nice. So if you ever need to come to LA, you need a podcast space, please come through. Send the people. Send any podcasters your way over here. Actually, we had someone from your podcast network recently. The um, 19 Keys? Yeah, the 19 Keys. Oh, the 19 the, the 19 Keys. I don't think there's a the. The 19 Keys. No, the Mr. 19 Keys. The Mr. 19 Keys. The 19 Keys. The Mr. You know the Mr. 19 Keys with the nice hat? Crown. 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 Correction, the nice crown yes, of the 19 yes. Keys. Yes. I saw some um, clips that went viral from that episode. Yeah, our, our people weren't. Our people weren't thrilled about some of the comments that were made. Overall, they were happy, but there were some there were some statistics that were thrown around that they did not appreciate. No, no, no. Appreciate But if you're in the LA area (laughs) (laughs) and you have a podcast, if you're thinking about starting one, you need a Zen space that maybe you want to smoke some weed, maybe not. You come down to the Good Good Media podcast. I mean, (laughs) the Good Good Media, and you get your podcast on because we can help you. Because we have millions of listeners. Does it come? With, does Jim come with it? Huh? Does Jim come? And with Jim, it? <laughs> okay. Jim comes with it. And Jim is very handsome, and so is Orlando. He's my boyfriend. He's taken, but they're both taken. But you can look at them through this nice clear window, yeah, like and it. they will get all your footages, 4K. You might even see Jamila taking tantra classes on the couches, showing dicks to any guests that come through. That was pretty like random. <laughs> 
you know, I'm a worldly woman. You, I'm in school. I'm you, educated. So Mila's in the middle of tantra class. And I'm sorry, what's your co- your friend's oh, name? <laughs> Chris. Chris came through and just happened to peek over at her screen, and there's a huge black erect. Pe- well, at least it's black. I think that was cool. That's that's really what I was showing. I'm like, have you ever seen the you know like the, the, the textbook seen? version that's not pink? I haven't. So take a look at this, Chris. I'm in school, and you were studying. I was I was in Zoom. I had to get off class so I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to catch that one later. I'm going to really need to know about that. Okay. The anatomy? What, what were we studying? I'm in school to be a sexologist and a tantric practitioner. So, yes, right now we're on um, the lingam anatomy, erectile, you know, just your erections and your ejaculation and, you know, semen retention and all that good stuff. I was a health teacher. Yeah, it's health. So, yeah. You were a health teacher. Yeah. Oh, you were oh. health? I didn't know you were a health teacher. Yeah, I knew I was. you were yeah, com- yeah. Um, from education. But, but do they actually teach any of those things in school? Uh, so I had this like box and I, I would put in front of the room. Like there was like lessons that you had to teach. And then like the last 10 minutes of class. Not the ten, a, last 10 minutes. No, no. Like, <laughs> I would go into my box. Cause every time they came in, it was like, oh. ask me something, any, anything you want. And so like, I would take the questions out and it, everything. It was always drugs and sex. Oh. Nothing can be, nothing really can get really deep in 10 minutes though. That's, yeah. that's why he did it the last exactly. 10 minutes. He didn't <laughs> exactly. All right. Time to go to math. Every, everybody knows if you're a parent, you avoid the hard questions until until like age appropriate, which is 20. <laughs> or never. I, I was telling them before we started recording that um, the other night I was laying with Luna and like, she's like, mama. And I was like, what? She's like, what's a lesbian? <laughs> I was like, what? Why? She's like, Somebody at school called so and so a lesbian, and then we told the principal. And I want to know what is that? And I was like, it's not even bad. It's just a woman who marries a woman. It's ridiculous that he would call you that because it's not a bad thing. And she's like, oh, okay. Luna, Luna always like pillow talks you. That's how she tries to stay up. She's like trying to like continue the conversation. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, close your eyes, go to sleep. Yeah. And then she's like, mama. <laughs> <laughs> she spills her guts. I love mm. that. Well, guys, um, really happy to have you guys back. This month, we're focusing on finance and all things finance, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, emotional finance, um, what, all the things. All finance, the assets. All the things finance. All assets. And so what better way to talk finance than with you guys, because you guys are so well-versed in the space and and paving the way for so many um, people to feel empowered in their choices and their knowledge. So I just want to say that we are incredibly proud and honored to have you back on the show and to Thank see you. just like the immense growth that I've seen just in the, the short time that I've, I've known you guys. So inspiring. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank that. You. Thank you. Probably. Major inspiration. I'm like, look at these black men financially literacy and everybody up in America and beyond. <laughs> I know. I, your friend was asking Jamila, like, so how do you know, how do you guys know each other? And Jamila goes, oh, Erica met Rashad on Hinge. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was I'm confident. Like, why are you spreading rumors? I was super confident about that. Yeah, she too. met him on Hinge. I was like, no, I didn't meet him on Hinge. <laughs> like, I met him at a nonprofit event. Like, what? It, <laughs> sa- it seemed, I don't know. I just could see his his profile picture. Like, I was like, this is how rumors really start. Like, <laughs> I should have just let it ride. <laughs> just let yes. it ride out. I was, I've been saying, thinking this for years that you guys met on Hinge. Hinge. I don't even know what Hinge is. Yeah, I'm trying is. to figure out what the, what is it? Is that like it's a dating like app. Tinder? It's yeah. like it's a more upscale Tinder. Like Tinder's more for like hookups. Hinge is like you might really find someone real. You might find a hookup, but you might find a real relationship. Hookup is that's a what sex. is that even? That, that's what sex Fucking. I mean hookup is? Okay. 
Because so, some people like, oh, you I ain't that married. No, 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 no. Here's why. Here's why. You was at the high school. I've seen like like teenagers and young adults. Like I hooked up. I'm like, oh, we're They're like, oh, nah. Like I, we were kissing. I'm like scamming. I, scamming. Remember that? I think that was a valley thing. I don't think any other. Body. Definitely, that didn't make scamming. it to the east. That didn't make scamming. it to the east. Scamming. Like I'm, I was scamming him. What's that? Making, making out. out. I don't know why. Hooking up funny. is also a valley thing. Like, oh yeah, we hooked up last night. It's vague. Yeah, it's vague. Then you have to be like, well, did you have sex? <laughs> <laughs> Clarify this, yeah. please. <laughs> That's true. I always ask. When my friend is trying to be cool, like, what? Don't be coy, bitch. Did it go in? Like, <laughs> Be more clear. <sighs> um, anyway. <laughs> um, so <laughs> back to the topic at hand, which I don't know what the topic is. but The topic is that Rashad is not on Hinge and they did not meet there. We did not meet there. But where did you guys meet? <laughs> Uh, How did you guys meet? What is your love story? <laughs> <laughs> we grew up together. We met uh, at a movie shoot, actually. A movie shoot? Yeah. But y'all were acting or what? Yeah. It was, um, so it was Whoopi Goldberg. She had a movie called Eddie. And uh, it was a, she was a basketball coach for the New York Knicks, I believe. So um, it was a, a bunch of kids from my neighborhood that they got to be extras in the movie. And we went to Madison Square Garden and um, we were extras in the movie. So... Can we see you in the movie now? Like, if you pull up Eddie? So no, nah, we never actually made the final cut. Oh, damn. Um, but we yeah. still got paid, so it was whatever. But <laughs> it was it was a cool experience. We was on the movie set all day. So I'm younger than him. I was in sixth grade. He was in eighth grade. So two different schools. So um, he had just moved to the neighborhood. But I already knew a lot of the kids. Cause I always hung around older people my whole life. So I knew everybody else. So when we was there, um, you know, everybody's just being kids, you know, talking to each other, da-da-da-da. And... Um, I didn't know who he was, but he came up to me and he started speaking to me. And uh, yeah, ever since then, we've been rocking ever since. So sixth grade, from sixth to eighth grade. Wow. No, sixth grade to now. Yeah, I mean, from sixth and eighth grade till now. Yeah. That's what I meant. I was like, they're not in eighth grade. (laughs) No shit. That's how how it started. Um, What about the podcast? Like, I know you guys, I mean, I've seen you guys grow tremendously in the last couple of years. How long have you guys been podcasting? Uh, we just hit four years on uh, January 19th. Oh, damn. Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the podcast and how it's grown and how it's come to be the mega powerhouse that it is today. Yeah, I mean, it, it started out just an idea, really. You know, he, he he was putting up a lot of content on social media and people were just like, yo, where can we get more of it? Like, do you have a podcast? It's <laughs> kind of like, yo, you want to do one? I'm like, Okay, let's do it. You know, it was one of those things. It was like whatever he was doing at the time, he was big on social media and trying to grow his following. I was like, we're just going to support that. Like, let's just make sure he makes it. So you were just sharing like financial, like just like, the advice that you all kinds of stuff. But yeah, like you know, different writing articles, um, different tips, going on different people's shows, and taking clips from those shows and putting it on, talking about. It really was based around like the niche of um, breaking down financial deals in sports and entertainment. That's what really started to get a lot of traction. Like talking about the 50 cent vitamin water deal, talking about Dipset and Supreme, like things that was relevant in pop culture, but breaking down the economics of it. And um, that's what people like really started to like gravitate towards. Yeah. Was that something that intrigued you? I, your dad, I know your dad's in finances too, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was a financial advisor. So my, my goal was to become, you know, a internet sensation as far as a financial advisor okay. to help grow my financial planning business okay. i wanted to work with athletes and entertainers and like manage money so i figured like social media was the best way to go about that so that was kind of the idea as far as social media is concerned and you know the financial industry is very regulated so i couldn't give advice online so i had to figure figure out a way to educate people without just giving advice but still make it entertaining 
Well, you said financial. There's regulations that prevent you from giving financial advice online. If you're an advisor, like if oh, you're licensed, okay. If you're licensed, like you can't. You know what I mean? Like you can't just say anything if okay. you're licensed. So, um, so that's what I was like. Okay, to grow online, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to go on different people's shows, record classrooms that we was teaching in, had a public access show, write articles, just you know, just throwing as much stuff against the wall as possible to build traction on social media. And um, the traction started to build. And like he said, you know, it was one post in particular where it was a um, 50 cent vitamin water deal. And that, that went pretty viral. And from there, it was like a lot of people was asking for a couple months. Like, do you have a show? Like, what's your podcast? What's the name of your podcast? So I can watch, like, how can I watch this full episode? So it was like, I think I had like 40,000 followers at that time. So I was like, all right, it's time to really do something like serious, like a show. So ask him if he wanted to be my partner. And that's how we started on your leisure. Yeah, and you were and you were like, sure, I'll do yeah. it. My, I mean, that was his his vision was like was clear. Like I was doing the classroom things, like I was teaching, and so like the financial literacy piece started in the classroom for me. It was like we have this program, we're giving kids money based on how they perform in the program. He was starting his financial advising career. I'm like, yo, this would be perfect. You should come in and teach. And he's like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Seriously, like we can teach the kids. We're gonna pay them if we give them the skills now. Think about where they'll be when they're like 18. 25 like they're gonna have so many skills and they're gonna be well off in the future and so it started there for me but my thing was like how do i scale this program because every time we would talk about it kids would be like oh this is great parents would be like wait i need this in where right, i live. Yeah, like, right how do i get my my 14 year old to be in this like and i was just like i couldn't figure it out and he had the vision he had the social media vision like yo we should tape these classrooms and so like the classroom taping it was like oh okay this scales a lot faster than me trying to create a program. Cause I did, I scaled it from where we were at in my neighborhood in Greenberg. I did it in uh new Rochelle where I was teaching another city and it was great. But then I had this like dilemma, like I was trying to pitch this program and like, there was this lady who could say yes or no to me. Mm. And I was like, I've been doing this for eight years. Like, mean, yes or here, no? right. right. And she said yes. But the fact that she could have said no, <laughs> it just never sat well with me. And I'm like, this is not going to be the way to scale it. Cause I can't affect as many people as I want. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's so, that's so important, especially for the youth. I think that there's still, now it's, it feels so much more accessible to be able to like find so many resources. I mean, like TikTok, like you could become, you could, you can learn anything on TikTok at this point. You don't even mm-hmm. almost need YouTube University. TikTok has made like YouTube, like these little tiny Bite sound size. bites. Mm-hmm. So it's like quick and digestible. <clears throat> I think about, we were talking about like your, you had, you said your daughter's on TikTok and, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, I won't. I won't expose her, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just like you know, just every everything is at our kids' fingertips at this point. That it's almost like if you don't if you don't know it, it's not because it's not available to you. It's 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 so accessible, and I'm sure your children are. I mean, we talked about this on the on the last time we had you guys on, just like the, the preparing and the education that. Um, your kids probably have in the space now too, just having you as parents and being prepared and knowing like how to invest in crypto and all these different things. And I think about just, you know, me as an adult and not having a lot of resources and just my mom, even I think my mom opened up my first bank account as I was going to college, didn't really tell me shit about it. It was just like, here, now you have this, right? I'm put money in it sometimes. And I was like, okay, cool. But like not knowing how to balance shit, not knowing like how to save anything. And it's taken me, 
till now, really, even now. Today o'clock. <clears throat> today o'clock. And, you know, me and Mila, she's, you know, talking shit about the business backer and this company that we, you know, we Direct got this funding. terrible loan from. But again, a lack of ed- a lack of education on our part in ways, too. Um, just not really feeling, uh, I guess, um, secure and like really, yeah, I guess secure in, in, in knowing what to ask and what to to look for when you're going into these kind of spaces and trust and <laughs> trusting people that are not there to fucking be trusted and and I think especially for like black people and brown people like this is the, I mean, not this is new but like we haven't really had access to this information like our parents weren't giving us the game like they weren't like this is let's start an LLC and then go through these you know go through these things so like right. even for us as our business has grown because for us like the podcast was not it wasn't when we started this we weren't like let's start a business together we just want to sure. talk some shit and have a friend and as it's grown we're like oh shit like uh, like there's loans there's finances there's a team that needs to be managed there's all these at like you know we have one million businesses underneath this umbrella of podcasting but we haven't really had the uh like we haven't inherited the knowledge to know how to necessarily like um have you know be well versed in being businesswomen we're just learning as we go so like it's such a asset to have you guys you know in our community speaking our language and really like you know leading the frontier on this it's like such a blessing and i see you guys online doing the damn thing in london and <laughs> riding private and with your drip check and i'm like okay and you know and i really love like i love the name earn your leisure because i guess prior to like existing in my leisure I, I i used to think like how the fuck am i gonna just live and be happy but be rich because i need to be rich but i don't want to have like what do i what am i going to do to get to this level of richness and it's not something that i saw as like necessarily obtainable while just being myself and you know we're all very lucky to be in the space where we get to like earn our leisure <laughs> all pun intended yeah i mean you're not alone in that right like even for us I mean, it takes humility, right, to understand that you don't know everything. And I think one of the things that has propelled us is being very open about that and bringing on people who do. Right. Right. And so, like, as we're sitting with people who are experts in their fields, we're asking the questions because we want to know, but we also know that the audience wants to know, too. Because if you think about, like, wealth, especially in the, in the black community, like, who isn't first generation? If we think about all the billionaires that are black, right, if we talk about Robert Smith or we talk about Oprah or Jay-Z. Aren't they all first-generation billionaires? That's a fact. Right? So they're learning this process, too, and they're learning things on the fly. And so, like, we're not we shouldn't, we're not any different, right? We're learning these things as we go. The only difference I feel like what we've done is that as we're learning, we're also telling you. Mm. Right? Like, yo, these, this is what's happening. This is how we're doing it. And I think the advantage of the audience is that they get to see it happen. And now it's like, wait, these guys are really doing it. I know I can do it. So it becomes an inspirational piece to it. I'm inspired. <laughs> With the success of um, of everything you guys have done, is there like any sort of anxiety around it? Because it feels like it's grown so quickly, and like you guys are like, you know, I know you have you have a family man, you have you know kids at home, so do you, so do you. So I'm just wondering, like, how is it? How is it balancing all the things? And like, does it ever feel like completely overwhelming, or is this just like this is just the new this is my new shit? This is what I'm in. I'm in it now. Yeah, I think you get used to it. Like for me personally, I don't, I don't really feel overwhelmed. It's just like you said, that's just the life that you chose. So it's just living it. Like, you know what I mean? So um, you don't really have time to even think about, like, you know what I mean? You just got your day to day. This is what you're doing. We flying over here. We doing this interview. We doing this. We doing that. And that just becomes normalized. Mm-hmm. And that's just your day to day routine. So I, I personally don't get overwhelmed with it. Um, I just, yeah, we just in it now. So 
This is what we got to do. <laughs> We're here now. Um, uh, I think for me, uh, my dynamic is a little different, right? Like I have a wife, I have two kids. I think the biggest thing is is it's an adjustment. I don't know if there's going to be balance, right? But there's an adjustment period where, you know, dad used to be home from nine to three. He was working and he was home and he was checking homework to now it's like, I might not see him for a week because he has to travel. But I think the the most important part of that adjustment, and I give my kids a lot of credit. I always tell them, like, you guys are doing really great with this. I don't know what it would be like if I was on the end, other end of this. And I don't even know the long-term effects of it. But they've adjusted so nicely to it, right? So that makes it easier for me and then communicating with them and letting them understand, like, yo, I would really want to be there and trying to be there for a lot of the things. But communicating with them consistently like i don't change anything so even when we're here in la if they get on the bus at 7 30 in the morning i'm up at 4 30 facetiming mm-hmm. like in the dark like <laughs> have a good day why do you sound like that long night like, <laughs> like what like yeah so just trying to be consistent with those things and communicating with them and making sure that we show up as much as we can and being present when we're there right so like mm-hmm. last month we were, how many days were we home three 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 days in the entire month of february and so those three days it was like all right Let's lock off the phone for a little bit. Let's make sure that we're present in this moment because they need this attention too. You guys are like financial rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think about that. I mean, because you know, me and Mila travel a lot too. Like we do our our women's retreats. We were just in Costa Rica for three weeks, um, leading the women's and away from our children. Three week retreat. We no, do, we, do, we do two. Do we do oh. two back to back? So oh, we're right. gone for like okay. three weeks to a month. Yeah, gotcha. And. Uh, you know, you get back and, you know, your kids want your attention and they want, they don't give a fuck if you're tired. They don't care that daddy's been gone for fucking 27 days. Like, nigga, get up. Like, <laughs> I got some shit to I want to play tag, you know? And I'm just, and that can be, that can be, I feel like it's, it's, you, of course you, you pray for these things, you ask for these things. It's just like, I guess you drink coffee and. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's, 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 there's guilt that comes with the success, the time away. And like, and even talking about like being first generation is like there's an anxiety that comes with even this level of success that is not spoken about because we don't know it yet until you're there. You're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, there's people relying on me. Oh, there's a team. Oh, there's the kids, you know, like, am I doing this enough? Whereas before you're like, damn, do I have enough? I hope I get to pay for college. I hope I get to like, you know what I mean? So there's always like a, not an imbalance, but there's an anxiety around either or. And like, as you're growing into this space, even yeah. for us, like there's a balance and, um, you know, like a fearlessness that you have to like tap into to be like, okay, fuck it. I've never done it before, but I'm doing it. I'm doing doing it successfully so yeah, like do the best you can yeah all right it was like the other week i watched my family go on vacation without me oh damn <laughs> it's just like <laughs> at least you can send them off exactly so that's, that's, <laughs> you know like you're doing it the best yeah, way i'm not there the, but that's the part of it it was like yo we worked hard so they can have some of these leaders right so they can go on vacation the fact that i have to work and i can't be there yeah it sucks but yo at least they get to experience it i don't feel like there's ever anxiety for me like there's always no life is never gonna be perfect like you know you just make the best of it and there's there's pros and cons to everything. You could be home all day and there's cons to that. Like, you know, you're not providing enough money. And then it's like, you know, there's causing issues in your household and, you, and your children can't be provided for and that they need to be home. Or you could be out all day and you work and you could provide and then you're not home. So just got to roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it is what it is. You just make the best of it. Like my son travels with me when he can. We was in All-Star Weekend together for a week. Went to London, went to Egypt. So... He's experiencing things that I didn't experience till I was an adult. Like, you know what I mean? So, of course, there's trade-offs for that, you know? If he wants to experience that, then somebody got to provide it for him. So, I feel like 
as long as you do the best job that you can possibly do, that's all you can really do. Can't really like think about it too much or feel guilty about something because it's like, you know, you're doing something positive at the end of the day. It's not negative. If you're working to provide a life, if you're working to better your life and better society's life, then ultimately that's something that's positive. So I feel like, um, you know, everybody should just be understanding of that. I think that that's, yes, I agree. But I think that I'm just going to go ahead and say that as mothers, we don't really get <laughs> that luxury. Like our kids, at least I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know your children. I just know my child. I know my child guilts me a lot. Well, also, I know I mean, she don't be guilty I, her daddy. I mean, a mother, like she a, a mother's always going to be the primary caregiver. Not always, but most of the time. Most of the time in, in society, a mother's the primary caregiver. So your responsibilities and your roles are going to be different than a father, right? Like They're perceived to be different. They're perceived to be bigger. Like the role, like society perceives us to, you know, like... It, I don't even think it's perceived. I feel like it is. Because it's like, all right, it's not uncommon for men to travel a lot. To be away, you like you know, like you think of the NFL, NBA, artists, businessmen, it's pretty common, right? And they can do that because most of the time, all right, there's somebody at home that's at home. Well, that's historically been the the standard. That that's why, like, there's not really a, a, a sl- there's you don't really hear the term dad dad guilt because historically men have you know for other reasons been the main you know breadwinners and so maybe they're gone. But because that's the that's been the norm in our society, there isn't anything wrong with it. We don't associate it with it being guilt. You're just providing. But now in a place where like you know obviously things are the women are more in the workplace where you know a lot of the head of the households um it doesn't change the fact that you know there's still guilt associated with this whereas with men it, you don't it isn't it's not perceived the same way if but, i leave my kid and i was like i didn't see him only three days out of the, the but, but also do you think that there is some level of ingrained psychological difference from parenting from women are more nurturing with children than uh, fathers most of the time a child comes from the mother so there is throughout human history, as you said, throughout human history, the man has traditionally been the provider and the woman has traditionally been the caregiver. Now, of course, that's not to say that there wasn't women kings. And of course, like, I'm not saying that every woman's job is to stay in the home. I'm not saying that. But I'm just <clears> saying <throat> women are more nurturing and they're, they're more hands on a lot of times than men. So that plays a part in the psyche as well. Right. Where it's like how men majority of the time deal with children is different from how women majority of the time deal with children. I think historically it has been, and I, yes, we carry. And so there, you know, innately there is a different like connection to our child because we're carrying it before you even get to meet, you know what I mean? But I do think that, I think that historically it was like a, a, a village, I think historically everyone, it was not even just like mom and dad. It was grandma. It was aunts. It was the village. It was like everyone does their part. Like you see a baby, pick it up. You know, like I think I think uh, the Western world and how we've kind of been um, domesticated and like the patriarchy has kind of pushed that that uh, that um, narrative that women are supposed to be more nurturing. And so your role is more important and you, the kid really needs you more. And cause just like I can feed and shower and bathe and help with homework. So can dad, mm. everything I can do, you can also do. No, right? that's, that's a fact. But you bring up a good point as far as the village. And that's something like, even for me, like I'm real big on family. Mm-hmm. So it's like when my son, he's around his cousins, he's around 
my sister, he's around my parents, just as much as he's around me or his mom. Like, you know I mean, that's important. We all live in a very close geographic area. So um, I feel like it is, it takes a family to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a child. You got sports coaches, you got, you know, different things of that nature. So it's important. But ultimately, I feel like women and men are different, yeah. right? And that's not a bad thing. That has, they have to be different. And I feel like, you know, there are roles and responsibilities traditionally that women do better than men. And there's roles and responsibilities traditionally that men do better than women. Not to say that it can never be a situation where a woman can't do the role of a man or a man can't do, play the role. But it's like I think we kind of fall into issues when throughout the course of human society, it's, it's actually worked. Right. Like this has actually worked. Now, of course, it's been fine tuned. But I feel like we fall into problems when we see something that has historically worked. And now we're trying to change the narrative completely. Like that's not something that I don't, I don't think is an intelligent way to go about it. I think it depends on what you feel is historically worked, because historically there have been, you know, it, obviously there's been shifts. Things evolve. Things change. There's different oppressors. There's things that shape the way history has like, you know, take like has evolved and played out and I think because that narrative has played out so strongly and I'm not disagreeing with you men and women do have different like different qualities that we you know provide and do we're different fucking people we're different humans I, I think that that narrative has given a lot of men um the the luxury of stepping away and going to work for weeks at a time with like, I'm the provider, you're the nurturer, you know, like I think we have to be careful with that. Like with, 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 with like, Oh, historically it's worked because there was a time where historically, like, you know, even right now women are waking up as like, I have skills <laughs> and granted I could stay at home and that's great too. And some women choose to do that, but there are also, you know, that there's been a time where like women weren't allowed to go to work. Women didn't have the the option to do shit. They couldn't be educated. And so I think we have to be careful with using like historically things have worked because there was a time in history where husbands could come home, slap a woman down, ask for the dinner and like everybody went on gleefully. You know, there's been a lot of different like segments in history that reflected, you know, negatively and positively. So I think we just have to be like super careful with the words we use because there are men and there are women who have used that as a, as a, as an excuse well, to what, what, not be nurturing or to not be present because I'm the man and I'm throwing when, when, you when some I, money. When I say historically, of course, everything you said is right, but I, I'm looking at like we're black, right? So we come from, originally we come from Africa, right? Yeah. So like even when we went to the Louvre Museum in Paris and it's interesting because you see all of the European paintings and they're all men, mm. naked, or they're just women. But when you see the Egyptian artifacts, there's always a man and a woman next to each other, right? So there's always been... Uh, a power dynamic that's been shared. That's the idea of being like just one person. And that's a European yeah. idea. That's not an African <clears throat> idea that was taught to Africans by Europeans, but it's still not an African idea. So when I say historically it has worked as far as I say like family structure, the dynamic between a man and a woman, family, Share. village coming together community these are things that we have gotten away from and i feel like that that has been to our detriment of you know i don't need a woman a woman doesn't need a man you you should be doing this you should be doing that i don't think that that's something that has historically worked for us so when i look at what has what has historically worked for us right it's been uh 
an equal role. It's been people understanding their roles. It's been not arguing with each other, not pointing a finger at each other, not saying I'm stronger than this person, I'm stronger than that person. It's not oppressing anybody, but it's understanding that, you know, I'm a woman. This is my comfort in my in my femininity. I'm a man. This is my comfort in my masculinity. Mm -hmm. It's my job to protect the woman, and it's the woman's job to take care of the man. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. I don't either. No, I don't either. Can, can we talk about something that you just brought up? Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, being two black women, being two CEOs, you talked about the mom guilt. And that's not a conversation that we've had on, on our show, but this is interesting now that we're here with y'all. How do you combat that, right? Because I've seen it from a standpoint of, obviously, my wife will feel that if she's traveled away from the kids for too much, and it's like, I don't want to go on this one because that mom guilt. But as being, like, you know, in your roles here, right, how, what do y'all do? Like, what do, what do y'all do to, like, when that guilt sets in? Up the therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we can we smoke meet? a blunt? No, um, what's your kid? <laughs> Bonding time. I don't know. Maybe one day. Um, you know, I don't know if the mom guilt is something that you ever fully escape. I mean, I think it. You you make a choice. You can make a choice about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and say I just choose not to experience this. But there's just so many factors that come at us as women and, and that work. And, you know, we, we're both single parents. So I don't have a husband at home that can, you know, take on the, the, the role of whatever it is that I'm not there to do while I'm in Costa Rica for three weeks. I'm my daughter is with my mom, who's also a CEO, who mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of time to, you know, be right. a grandmother. She's a grandmother, but like she has she's running a whole other business. Yeah. And my father, same shit. Like, you know, so it's kind of like. And then my daughter's like, when are you coming home? You know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm mommy's working to provide. Yeah. So, you know, there, but then again, I do, I do have the village. I have the village, you know, right. and, and I've made sure that she has a village, but I think that, um, it's not something that is easily just eliminated. I think that, you know, it takes a lot of talking to with your child, um, so that they really understand why mommy's gone and what mommy's doing. Um, talking to my sister and talking to other moms to kind of like talk me off the ledge. Like, girl, it's cool. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it looks like you're on vacation right now in Costa Rica, but bitch, we know you're working. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you made your work your leisure. Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, you, we get that question a lot and, you know, ever, I think all women have different answers. You know, some people combat it with self care. Some people combat it with, you know, never, never leaving their children. Um, I don't know if there's a, a recipe for that, to be honest. And I think so, like socially, like even even you know, no matter who your kids with, if it is with grandma, if it is with the other parent, if it is with the aunt or your, you know, there's still mom guilt. There's still like, oh, you know, you kept dropping her off at your grandma's house or your mom's house. Like there's there's this like this guilt that like maybe I'm going to be judged by the people around me that, yeah, like they, it looks like I'm on vacation. So it's like, damn, are you being a mom? Like there, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're not present for. Right. There's all it's there's it's an underlying negative cognitive like it's underlying negative because you're the mom and you're not there. Like my baby daddy used to do that shit to me like, oh, but you're the mom. I'm like, nigga, I'm at work. Like <laughs> I know it looks like right. fun. You know what I'm saying? But there, it, it, it was almost like a something he could pull out, you know, like, well, you're supposed to be doing this. Well, you're supposed to be doing homework because you're the mom. And it, and I had to almost like 
deprogram myself to remind myself, like, actually, it's good you're with your grandparents. They love you equally as much. This is a time, like, I wish I had more, like, the times I spent with my grandparents growing up are lay, you know, like, dear to my heart because they're no longer with me. So I'm, like, constantly reminding myself that this is the experience that she's supposed to be having. Like, she is supposed to be spending this time with aunts and uncles and, and, you know, and the village. And also, like, I get really proud when I were out. And she's like, oh, who made your sweatsuit? And she's like, my mom. <laughs> you know, like, my mom made this. Or like, my mom's in Target or whatever. She like, when I feel her like pride in understanding what we've built, yeah. then I recognize that she has, she's gotten to see the process and she's gotten to see the evolution. And like, whether or not I'm there three, six, five and dropping her off to school five days a week and picking her up, which I am most of the time, mm-hmm. it's still like, I know, you know, even if she feels sad or I missed that one recital, overall she's going to walk away and be like damn my mom did that you know so I'm constantly trying to look like in hindsight in the future future her when she's 18 and she can be like my mom's a CEO bitch you know so I <laughs> I'm going to say it just like that yeah <laughs> I, what, what about from the standpoint from like a financial standpoint right has there ever been a time where that feeling or that guilt that's associated with it has deterred you from making a financial decision or not taking an opportunity because of it Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, these are good conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's times where I'm like, I can't. can't go. I can't go. Or we need to switch some shit around. Or, you know, like there's an opportunity, like I'm thinking of an opportunity that we have on the table right now where it's like, this could change my life, but it's going to take me away from her mm. more. What's more important is this opportunity where I don't have to, t- it doesn't have to go necessarily this exact way. There are other avenues where I can probably still get what I want, but this will probably make me shine more. So am I going to take the shine or am I going to take more time with my daughter? And and my so my thing is like, all right, men nine times out of ten don't have that same. So this goes back to the thing of women are the primary caregiver, right? This goes back to that. Not, so we should pass up the money. Huh? <laughs> so we should pass up the money? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Okay. But I'm just no, saying no, no. that. The woman's responsibility with taking care of a child. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. That's a different conversation. Well, okay, but th- see, but this question, he's asking me this. Okay, so my response to this was this. It was if I had a man in the house that was reliable, I might say, fuck it, I'm going to go take that. Because I know that I have someone in home who is an extension. going to be an extension yeah. of me. Or, mm-hmm. or if, what if you had a man in the house who is paying for everything because he's out on the road? Then you can't take that because... Now nobody's gonna be home, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> what about that? Wait, Baby's I, homeschooled. <laughs> Baby coming on yeah, the road. Baby's on the road. All right, so we got you. I, I, I didn't. Hear, I wanted to hear your perspective too. Oh, um, about have ha- you passed up an opportunity for money? I mean, th- yeah. I'm, I'm, there's definitely been times where the shit we can't do. Like, like we, we do two retreats back to back. There might. There's. We're probably gonna have to start doing one. How old are your kids? Eight. And how's your yeah? So, so you, you're at a point now where you can almost start taking them though too. Yes, but then there's school, and then those public schools be calling you like they're gonna come get your kid for, right up from under oh, you from missing ten days because they keep calling me. And we've, a marking period, and right? we've taken yeah. our yeah. children a lot of places. Like, we, like even in the summertime, we had two retreats in Costa Rica. They came, they came, and we had to pay for we had to pay for the the nanny to come with us, and like that brings me joy. Like it does bring me joy. Like we work really hard, and then they're like you said, you get to you brought your kid to Egypt and to the All Star Game, and I saw you on Instagram. I was like, go Rashad, you know, like <laughs> I'm happy that baby. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that brings like 
providing my child with experiences is priceless. And I, I, I try to keep that, that imbalance, like that, that mindset is like, I'll pay, you know, the nanny aunt to come on the trip and get the bigger house so we can all do it together. Like yeah. I'll pay to have you here so you can see what that looks like because I think that's important, you know? And I just think like when there, when you're a single mom versus a single dad, there are different, like there are, there's going to be time, like there are business opportunities that you won't be able to take because, because you have to choose, you, you don't have a choice, but to do what you need to do for your child. And I, I think that dads are l- like, like less likely faced with having to choose. Mm. Did you guys see um, the best man series? I Wait, I have a question. I have did. you guys ever uh, passed up any money for, yeah. W- as parents? I look at it like this. It's not even so much money. I look, this, opportunities. Opportunities. this, 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 this is my personal philosophy on life, right? You're only getting one shot at this thing, life. And the worst thing you can do is live with regret. And I, I feel agree. like we, like, even I told him before when he was teaching, I said, look, and it's no disrespect to anybody that's a, a physical education teacher. But I told him, I said, anybody can be a gym teacher, but not everybody can change the world. You're in a position to change the world. Sometimes our missions is bigger than ourselves, bigger than our family. I agree. Right? It's like you look at people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther, they died for what they believed in. It's unfortunate that their children had to grow without a father, but is the world a better place for that? Yeah, they affected millions of people, right? So I feel like I'm not turned down anything because I feel like ultimately it's not only going to affect my family, but it would be selfish of me to just think of one person when there's millions of people that need help. There's billions of people that could potentially make the world a better place, right? Outside of just money, like it's like, what's your purpose? What's your mission? There's sacrifices that come with that. I resonate with that. And I think you can only really understand that when you genuinely feel like what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. It's about understanding the purpose. When you, when you finally like hone into your purpose and you feel that, like that energy of like, Oh, Oh, okay. I get it. Like, okay, God, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and, and even for us, like as women, Another thing, like it's, kids are one thing, the guilt, but even we, I've had this conversation with her. I've talked to her. We've talked to each other off of many alleges, but as women and being in this space where we're talking a lot and on our podcast, we're talking about personal things, about our lives, about bad choices we've made, about like ratchet things we've done, you know, for entertainment, laughter and for relatability, because that's ultimately our our like our space here is like letting people know like you can fuck up and you'll be fine and you can still be a good mom. And like a part of that is us being super transparent. And there have been times even in our careers where like from our moms, from guys we've dated and it's like, damn, should we tone down? And should, we've come to each other like, are we ever going to get married in this, doing this fucking shit? Like we're laughing, but like niggas are not. <laughs> and <laughs> and oh, like, man. and I've told Erica like, fuck them. You know, like this is big than all that you yeah, know like yeah, yeah. when I go when I go to a city and a woman is tearfully crying and telling me she got divorced and she listened to the story and like it helped her and it pulled her out of a dark place or I'm so happy I can relate to this because whatever the story is however like the reach goes when I feel that and I and I understand like like you said this is so much bigger than me it's so much bigger than just us and like it's it, this is an entity like this is a spiritual path that we've chosen to like to surrender to and kind of like like the christians yeah. say like let god use us you know yeah. and you can only really tap into that when you're really truly in alignment with your purpose and what you're supposed to be doing so like and that's and that's been a lot of the things i've told erica like listen bitch that might not be your man 
Okay. If he doesn't understand that yeah. niggas need to rub on us on the jungle, okay, <laughs> for other women to want to come to the jungle, then he's got to go. This is a this is marketing. Oh, what's like, that mean? What's that mean? <laughs> it means that like our jobs are not traditional. Like what we do is not ideal. Like we are not. <laughs> he's like, what does that mean? Do you have niggas rubbing on? <laughs> yeah. Who's rubbing on okay, the jungle? So, <laughs> the jungle. In Costa Rica, at our wonderful retreats, there are all women retreats, but. Women like eye candy. So Erica and I have cultivated the perfect amount of male energy as a welcome committee. And they come well oiled up and topless with six packs at the they're welcoming. Like strippers or something? No, no, no. They're no. friends. They're just, no, they're they're just, just fine friends. They, just, they have joints ready for the, like, basically when you come to Costa Rica, it's a long journey to where you, to where we are at. So mm. when they arrive, they are greeted by two sexy men with joints and they light their weed and they give them back massages while we run through, you know, what's happening. They at the put retreat. their luggage in their room and then they leave. But where's the rubbing? <laughs> that they done for the whole entire so, trip after that. So there was a time where, I mean, there is a few videos. Well, we have to advertise the welcome committee. So in order to advertise the welcome committee, there've been a few clips surfacing the internet of Eric and I, you know, being oiled down and catered to by the welcome committee just so we can show the people like this is what you can get if you come come on oh, okay got you got it's you. marketing and got you know you. some boyfriends don't understand some do but those that don't under don't get don't it touch my woman. they gotta get lost you know <laughs> like it's just some men don't want to hear about their woman maybe talking about a past sexual experience or whatever we've been talking about talking about their past period and men like to think that they're the first and we know that's not true we are talking about it extremely explicitly and I can understand why someone may not want to tune in but ultimately that's not that can't change our trajectory because we have a purpose here and we've built a show a successful show based on our transparency that's helped other people so whether it be joe schmo or the nigga who we think we're in love with at the time but like if you're on my team you're going to understand my purpose and all the things that like come with it and then you're going to accept me despite it i, mean, I think it's a i think it's a two-way street though yeah, right yeah. it's life is about compromise so i don't think it's the best way to go about to say like yo this is what i'm like you know you might if if you really really want to be with somebody and something is bothering them i think you know, being reasonable about certain things. Rubbing the jungle. <laughs> I'm not saying we're not reasonable. I'm just saying. No, no I'm just saying. I, 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 like, I, I, I agree with compromise. Perhaps somebody else can get rubbed. No. 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 It has to be us. Like, no, saying, like, <laughs> they got to they gotta be scared. No. no. Not no. the only one. Listen. <laughs> I think it's a small price. To, it's a small price to pay to have a poppin' rock star girlfriend. I mean, listen. <laughs> I think that I don't disagree with you. I think there is compromise. And I've, I mean, even for me, I've learned a lot in my journey in podcasting and in even my boundaries and what I, what, what I want versus like how I show up versus how Jamila shows up versus how, what my partner wants versus what her, com her partner feels comfortable with. Like it's, it's vast, you know, like it's, it is just different. And so I've had to really have conversations with myself too of like, Hey, do I, is this me or is this performative do i like this or is this mm. you know is this worth sacrificing my relationship like is this moment gonna really bring the bitches to costa rica mm. or is this really like to show women that like hey you can you, you can you can ask for whatever you want and is that what really the message is and ultimately for me that is what the message is and i and i don't regret i don't regret what i what <laughs> i've done <laughs> i don't um this is not a bad decision this is not a bad decision yeah. and he's he's fine um <laughs> Wherever you are, but but I but, good, but get, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> um, 
but getting back to, I mean, just the bigger purpose and the calling, I think like, yeah, it's, it's very true though. Like when you do have a bigger purpose and a bigger calling, I think that too goes back to the mom guilt is like me having to explain that to my daughter too, Mm -hmm. of like, I have to do this. And one day you will understand you're sad right now. And you're upset right now. You might be in therapy in like four years for this shit. You're you're telling somebody like you'll understand, you'll understand this later, but they're living in it right now. Right. So it's a, it's a, I know what you're talking about. Like I've seen that, like, yo, how come you have to go? Well, I have to go because we got to do this. Okay. And it feels like they get it. But on the back, you're like, I don't think they really understand it just yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's the, when I was asking that question, it was like, there's that dynamic of it. It was like, yo, from that, from the mom's perspective, it's like, eesh. I was talking to one of our friends this week and um, she's also a badass CEO and she's a, a, a divorced mom and she has two kids. And she was like, you know, one thing, one thing for me is that um, I'm going to be happy. Mm. And she's like, no matter what. I'm going to be happy. Married, not married, I'm going to be happy. And she was even talking about her kids. She was like, I hope that he understands this later. But either way, I'm going to be happy. And I was like... No, that's a fact. I mean, not to cut you off, but that's one thing. It's an unfortunate situation, but I see all the time. Kids, at a certain point, they're going to become their own person. And the worst thing you can do is do everything for the kid, sacrifice your life, do and then the kid does a complete 180 anyway. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, damn, I just wasted my whole life <laughs> to try to, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that you did everything. And then it's like, but it's like, that's one of the hardest things that we have to understand too is a lot of things that's out of our control. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, whether you believe in God, whatever, like, it's like, ultimately there's a lot of things that we can only just do the best job that we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Eventually kids are going to become their own individual people, no matter what. And I've seen it happen before where it's like, you make a tremendous sacrifice, you do everything and do everything. And then the kid, A is not even grateful for that. And then B does the complete opposite. It doesn't even make them a bad person, but it's like, that's their life journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what's your life journey? Now, of course it's your responsibility to take care of your child the best way that you possibly can. But I think you definitely, it's a thin line. There's a thin line between being your own person, maintaining your own happiness, and sacrificing everything. Because yeah. I don't think that because then you're gonna end up in therapy. Yeah. It, but it also it it also shows from that other aspect, right? We're thinking about like, yo, wait, they didn't understand it, but it also shows them what it looks like to go chase your passion and also or chase your purpose and right? prioritize and prioritize and like, yo, there are going to be sacrifices you have to make and there are going to be people that you're going to disappoint, but you're showing them that at a very young age. And that's the other lesson that they, you know, they're not knowing that they're learning, but that's happening like intrinsically, right? It's, it, it's a part of the process. You know what I mean? Right. It's like not, not, not like co-signing being like, selfish and saying fuck them kids not all the time you know obviously we have responsibilities but i feel um, like you've said that before i never said that that's my first time saying that <laughs> actually <them> troy <laughs> i usually don't say that i say it in a much nicer zone. place <laughs> most nice most much nicer way but um i think historically we've seen a women be like self-sacrificial because they think that's the old, that's how they're supposed to be as mothers. If I'm a good mom, I'm going to sacrifice everything. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is you show your children that you can, you'll sacrifice yourself for everybody else. And that's not a good lesson, like for, for marriages and for this and for that. And sometimes you got to prioritize your fucking self. You got to prioritize your happiness because that's what I hope I'm instilling in my daughter, that you make the rules and you make yourself yeah. happy, not from no man and not from laying down having kids like there are requirements of ourselves for our for ourselves and only you can do that you're the living example of it right yeah 
Yeah, no, that's a good point for sure. Um, speaking of like <laughs> other people, <laughs> how has like I mean, me and Erica's friendship and our like business, like our partnership has you know, shifted my entire shit, you know, that like partnership has blossomed me in a way I had no idea would like, and she's my wife and that like <laughs> your work wife, my work wife, wife, my work wife. Okay. <laughs> you never know. It's L- it's LA. I, tell what, tell him, tell him, you told me that we got rubbed down. Now he's, and you had dicks in the living room. So <laughs> now he's everybody, everybody calm down. Yeah. Everyone's gotten a rub down and seen a little dick. <laughs> everybody keep calm. It's LA. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> of course it is. Um, but like even for work you- wife. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Let's be clear. We're not lesbians. We're, we're we're not What's a lesbian? We're not lesbian. <laughs> Me and Erica. <laughs> You're- <laughs> Your mommies. <laughs> oh my your, god! Your mommies are. <laughs> oh my goodness! But for real, like, like I, I, I didn't understand the value of like partnership and like uh, network until this relationship. Like we always say that our our friendship created an entity, like obviously a business entity, but it's taken on a life of itself. And like obviously for you guys too, you guys have an entity, and it's like tenfold you know so like how has like partnerships um been like an asset in your business and even for you i know you're married i don't know if you're in a relationship yet but how had <laughs> rashad no i'm not <laughs> why is laughing for clarification i know it's <laughs> um but how has partnership um you know been an asset in in your journey and like even you know being having a wife and i know like we're in an era where people are coming farther and farther away from marriage, but um, true. how, you know, how is like being married and having a supportive wife benefited you in this, this process? Uh, so I, that has been the, the number one asset um, for all the reasons we just spoke about, right? Like having a partner who understands the vision, but trusting it 1000%. There's never been a question, never been a, a waiver of doubt. It's like, I believe in what you're doing. Right. So it's I always say that adage, right? Like, she knows that I can lead the family because God is leading our, us, right? So she just, she's always been super supportive, even when we didn't have Ernie Leisure. She's always been that way. Um, and I told her the other day, like, you've become my favorite person in the world <laughs> because I can't do any of these things to the fullest extent without having your support. Um, and so that's been great. As far as uh, me and him, I feel like this has just been a natural thing. Like, we've been, I, people always say, like, how do you duplicate this? How do you, what, what's, what's the, the magic? And I'm like, all right, try to talk to somebody every day for 25 years <laughs> and then like see what the outcome is. So like I've always spoken to him every single day for the, the over like probably 25 years. And so it was just a natural thing. We've had businesses before, but before we did that, we were brothers. Right? There was a brotherhood, there was a friendship, and now there's a business. We never came into it as a business, but we've developed that over time. And it was like, I know his strengths, he knows my strengths, I know his weaknesses, he knows my weaknesses. And so like anytime I, I, I can see something that he needs help in, I'm right there to step in and vice versa, right? Like I know certain things he's great at, certain things he's not great at. But he he may not say that. <laughs> I'm curious to know what do you guys is weak what do you guys think your each other's weaknesses are? My my weakness? I'll no. let him say my weakness. No, oh, yeah, his weakness? no, yeah. What do you think Troy's weakness is? And what do you think Rashad's weakness is? Strengths and weaknesses. Uh, let's yeah, do both. Let's do both. Uh his strengths. He's relentless. He's like, he's like this guy is like super determined. There's never going to be like, he's running through a wall if he believes in what he, something <laughs> like, I mean, like he'll tell you like, I'm willing to die for this. And I, 
first I used to say like, nah, he's tripping. <laughs> and then like, I'm like, nah, no, I like he really he about might, to die. He might die. <laughs> like I, we've done shows. I'm like, yo, bro, you don't. We could sit this one out. And he's like, nah, I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, nah, you might die. He's like, nah, I'm gonna die for this. Um, so like, he's super relentless, uh, determined. Uh, he he sticks to his his beliefs, man. It's tough. He's very argumentative, um, but that's just I think the Pisces in us. You guys right? are both Pisces. We're both Pisces, but wow. we're also the, the, the third. <laughs> we're, we're the third child, and so like being in a household when you're the youngest, like to get yeah, your you, point heard, you gotta defend. You, it. Better, you better make sure you can defend it. And so like we have, we both have that. Um, his weaknesses, uh, communication. I always tell him that. <laughs> Right, people always see him. They're like, "Yo, he never speaks." <laughs> I'm he's like, the quiet one between the yeah, two. Yeah, he's of always you. the quiet. I'm like, "Nah, bro. Like, you get around, he doesn't stop talking." But like, <laughs> just having uh, communication. Like, I was like, we had this conversation yesterday. I'm like, "Yo, bro, we got we could be better at communicating. Like, there's no reason like we should be having any mishaps because what it does is if we don't communi- communicate at an effective level, it affects the entire company. So like, I always like, "Yo, bro, we got to have this. We got to make sure that we don't miss anything." Um, so that that's it. <laughs> Oh, you want me to go for him? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think um, strength is a people person. Like, you know, as far as like welcoming people and making them feel uh, welcome, making them feel good. You know, that's that's important, especially in business. Like, you know, you got to be able to be diplomatic. And uh, I think that he's very um, diplomatic and very welcoming and, and a very much a people person. So that's, that's a, a strong trait of his and also detailed um you know he's kind of like a very organized person like when it comes to looking at numbers and different things of that nature like you know he's very like organized and um i think that that's that's important also especially in business obviously for a variety of different reasons so those are definitely two two strong characteristics of him um as far as a weakness um I'm going to fight after this huh? <laughs> What the fuck you say nigga <laughs> What you say <laughs> No my kids listening <laughs> um, I mean you know It's not to say like anything is just like real strong I think you know everything that's a strength Could be a weakness as well I feel like you know he's a very He's a very nice person And I feel like that could potentially be A weakness at times Like Because you know, sometimes it, you have to be a little bit more aggressive. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just personally feel like that. I might be wrong, but that's just my, I feel like sometimes he not really that when it, like, you know what I mean? Like, so tell him, say it. So, say yeah. it. He's not going to rip nobody's head off. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, I but feel, that's, I think that's cool. Right. Cause like, I know he's going to rip somebody's head off. So he's bad cop and you're good cop. We do that too in our in yeah. our business. I'm bad part. cop all yeah. the time, but sometimes I'm like, "Bitch, can you send this text?" Because I can't. <laughs> I can't tell them again. You have to. Nah, do it. it's, it's real, <laughs> but that's it's, it's the truth, right? Like that's it. It's like, yo, I know. Like if this shit gets too, I know it's about to happen to these people. Yeah, like, I'm like, like listen, you can you can I'm do like, this right, dumb we, shit. We but... can go through me, or we can do it ourselves. Would you hear? Or you want to do otherwise? Yeah, we, can bring, <laughs> we can have a Zoom call if y'all want. But I'm telling you, you should just do this shit now. Just get this deal done now. <laughs> Oh god! I know. Then, then when you do get a little little feisty, like, "What the fuck? Who's this Troy? I had never seen this." That happened one time. They were like appalled. They couldn't believe it. Like, I was on the. It's always over. Like, so like we 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 do good business. We stand on that. Like we we don't cheat anybody. We've never taken money from anybody. But I'm high on respect. Mm. And so when people disrespect our time and disrespect us with with money or the lack of paying money, it's personal. It's like yo, no. Nah. 
And so one time I was just like, I got a black. Just because they, they got to see the it. The principality. And then we shocked our, our camera guy. He's not here with us B. He was like, yo. He told Abby. He was like, yo. About to, he's flipping the fuck out. <laughs> and I walked over. I'm like, yo, what's good, y'all? He was like, you good? I'm like, oh, yeah. I just, just got to let, let him see it every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people only respect violence, that's unfortunately. So that's the thing. And it's like, that's what I, I learned that early on. And it's, it's like, you never want to resort to just being a, you know, a confrontational person no. all the time. But I feel like sometimes there's need there's need for it. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like some people, you could be as nice to them as you want and they don't get it. And then it's like when you show the other side, they get it immediately. So Well, I would imagine that you would just find that all the time in, in the in, in finance and in business that you do, especially being a black man in 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 the space. And and I mean, I think granted I could, I'm, I could be wrong, but I, I imagine that you you probably work with a lot of people in the community, but you also probably have to encounter a lot of white people for finances and for other things and opportunities. So, like, how do you how do you I guess navigate in those spaces? I mean, most of the time, it's no problem for the most part. You know, I think that, and it's interesting. He said, like, one of my weaknesses is communication, and I feel like I am. A, I'm. I've always been an introvert. I don't like to talk like just for no reason, <laughs> but I also feel like you know. I'm a great communicator when I want to. And he's also, so it's like, I think that we do a good job as far as communicating when it comes to business and executing on time. So for the most part, I think people kind of give the same energy that you give them. Mm. So they see like, oh, okay, like they really, they only shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they talking in a way that I can understand it. They have the, everything laid out. They got the information and we got a great team around us as well. From AV to a variety of different people that we have around us, and everybody kind of executes on a very high level. So, for the most part, to answer your question, business has always been pretty good. Now, of course, there's always going to be things that don't go according to plan, but that's more on the minority, not the majority. Mm-hmm. The majority of the stuff that we do hasn't really been too much of a hassle. You always got to stay on top of things. You always got to make things, make sure that everything is moving according to plan. But I feel like we've 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 built. We've done great business with a lot of great people from our partnerships with Revolt. Like, there's a bunch of different people that we have strong, solid relationships with. That's really how we got to this point now. Even Steve Harvey, it's all been relationships. Mm. Keeping good relationships and, you know, us doing good business, them doing good business, us helping them out, them helping us out. So that's really, like, the 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 key. A lot of people were like, how did y'all get to this point? Like, how y'all doing this? How y'all doing all of that? And it's really through relationships. That's, yeah. like the most important thing that we've been able to to curate is very, very strong, solid relationships. I think we probably got more relationships than anybody like that I've ever met. Like we just know everybody. And um, that's something that's a blessing. And that's done through, you know, just being a good person. Mm. Can I tell you another strength? And I've actually <laughs> learned it from him because he comes from that financial world where it was like he needed referrals. But like his follow-up, mm. his follow-up. Like, you know, I get, you get somebody's number and it's like, like, I watched him, like, how he curates it. Like, it's a follow-up. It's like, yo, I'm hitting you the next day. I'm going to hit you three days. It was, like, super, like, relentless. Like I said, it's relentless. And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn. But then approaching people, too. Like, I, you're talking about a guy who was, like, a teacher. Like, this is a guy that's coming from the financial world. So to even approach people on business, it's like, I got to sit back and listen and really learn it. So I, I'm watching him do it, even to the point where it was like, yo, what am I going to say when I go to this person? Like, you mean like how do I? How do you even? How do you get in? Yeah, I think I think a lot of times that's the hardest part. Yeah, and then Asking. like after after a while, like you watch it, you watch it, and it's like I'm going for it. Fuck mm-hmm. it, like, I'm going for it because I've seen like 
He always used to be like, yo, what's the worst that's going to happen? No. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like <laughs> You're not going to die. You're not going to die. die. Sorry, right. That's I'm the thing. I'm I feel like you know, everybody should work sales at some point in their life. It, Even yeah. if you don't want to be a salesperson, it teaches you It teaches you so much. And it makes you cu- overcome so much fear. Because that's like the number one thing. Nobody wants to cold call somebody. Nobody wants to knock on a business and ask them to buy something. But it's like, if you can overcome that level of anxiety, like it's going to really help you out in life. And that's what I did early. I was in sales. So, you know, that was just like every single day, a panic attack every day. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? But ultimately you realize like, it's not that bad. You know, somebody says no life, life still goes on. You mm-hmm. don't die because somebody brushes you off. But what if they say yes? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? There's no successful business without asking someone along the way for something. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're... Never mind. Unless you're who? Unless you're who? I was going to say something. Breaking, <laughs> breaking news alert. <laughs> what? Tune into Patreon. <laughs> That's part of the Patreon Tune episode. into Patreon to find out <laughs> who four. Jamila's talking about who yeah. had to ask for no favors. The unedited version. <laughs> The no, the no, who is no. it? I put on Patreon. I'm so curious. <laughs> what profession is it? <laughs> what? It was it? a general statement. It was not nice. I shouldn't. Have said this is not. It. I know what you're gonna say. You know. I know. You know. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say you just, but you know, it's not. That's not. I have to ask for help, Jamila, from Daddy. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> just joking, kind of a little bit. Not all. <laughs> Just those specific ones. Just 97%. <laughs> I'm just joking. You got to have a good sense of humor to tune in here. <laughs> Go to Patreon and hear what Jamila said. Um, Everybody gets a little bit talked about. <laughs> First of all, I know that you said you guys don't have an affirmation, but maybe you do now. Or is it this? Is this your affirmation? A manifest that shit? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's. Do my you believe effort. in manifesting? Do you believe um, in manifesting? Yeah, yeah. Speaking things into existence, we do it all the time. Um, it's crazy. Even this, all of this, obviously not earn your leisure as detailed and specific, but you know, my mom, as we were going through this process, she, uh, you know, your parents keep everything. Like my mom used to keep like the letters I would write to Santa Claus, and she kept one of these letters I wrote in third grade about <laughs> being a millionaire. Mm. And um, it was very specific. It was like when I become a millionaire, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna buy a mansion. I'm gonna get my mom a mansion. And um, I was like, damn, like even at that point in life, like nine years old, I'm looking like, yo, this is where I'm headed. And so she's like, oh, look at this. She was like, where the fuck is my mansion? <laughs> <laughs> hey, nigga, I found this contract you signed she back in the she third curse, grade. But it was, like, it was just one of those points in time. I'm like, yo, damn, like I've every moment in life prepares you for this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So like whether it was, you know, student teaching and being a hall monitor, I had to talk to people or you know, writing lesson plans, which would create financial literacy uh, lesson plans. It was like all these moments in life, it was like just preparing me. Even down to the audio. I remember being in, in church and uh, they was like, we need somebody to make CDs for the, the sermon. And I'm like, yeah, I was bootlegging CDs. I don't do this. This is crazy, right? <laughs> but I, that was the first time I used GarageBand. So now when we record a podcast, I'm like, oh, why don't I use it? Mm-hmm. All those moments prepare you for the next. So just speaking things into existence and really understanding there's a bigger purpose for you. But like, don't cheat it. And you don't have don't to know the details. You don't even have to know the details. You don't yeah, even know just, have to know the specifics. You're in it. You're in it. And like that skill might pay off later. Mm. Manifest that shit. Manifest, Manifest that. that shit. I, I love that 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 understanding that there's a bigger purpose, but don't cheat it. I love that. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think you can skip steps. Yeah, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. 
You can't. You can't skip steps. And if you do, you're going to get there and you're going to have nothing to stand on. You're going to be like, wait, oh shit, how do I do this? <laughs> Everything leads to the bigger picture, even if you don't really understand the bigger picture yet. You didn't know how you're going to be a millionaire and buy your mama mansion, but you knew you were going to do it. Yeah. It's and, crazy. and same. I, there's, I didn't know how I was going to be frolicking topless in the jungle and also be working. And just I one, did just it. Just went for it. Earning your leisure out there. <laughs> Dreams come true. I'm like, wow, this is my dream. I didn't know. Now I know. Speaking of frolicking um, topless in the jungle, you guys, we just announced our next retreat in Sayulita, Mexico. Oh, yeah. So make sure you come join your girls July 5th and July 12th in Mexico. This is, we're taking over an entire beautiful, amazing property. It's ocean friend. Every room is ocean view. It's all inclusive. The food is delicious. The drinks are bomb. We're going to be doing, me and Mila lead a few different workshops there. If you've been interested in exploring with psilocybin, we do a really beautiful guided psilocybin experience out there as well. Um, if you're trying to find your tribe, this is where you'll find it. All of our all of our past retreats are literally still meeting up, still friends, still chopping it up in the discord so um if you're looking for a summer vacation make sure you click the link in this episode description and check out the good vibe retreat july 5th and july 12th oh how many people how many people go hmm? how many people go 23 women for each group okay. no i think it's 26 no it's not it's been a bit ranges between like 23 and you 26. said the, the psilocybin? psilocybin psilocybin mushrooms or the mushrooms mm-hmm. oh okay you ever done mushrooms no you ever done mushrooms no. i saw uh no you said really? the best man right yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they was doing them. Why was it bringing up the bus man? Oh, because he had to go do that movie, and then everybody was pissed at him. And I was like, the money. I, didn't, I, didn't, I was like, why is everybody mad? Get the money. I was like, he has to go get the money. He's going to make a movie. What the get fuck? The money. I was like, am I a man? What the hell? I asked my man. I was like, what would you think? He's like, no, I would think he should have went. I was like, whoa. I was like, what? Somebody grab my mushrooms. <laughs> Um, you should try mushrooms. I think you would like. I think it. I should. Yeah, I saw somebody eat like the they were like chocolate infused. Yeah, you should do uh, with your yeah, wife. You should. You, should. you guys yeah. have like on vacation or something. Have a bomb time, and then call us and tell us about it. What's gonna happen though? Like you're just gonna feel you're... free and like infinite love, and like you're you're like like so uplifted, so connected with like spirit, so connected with source. Like just Nature. everything is gonna be clear. Clear. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you're out of your mind. People like think mushrooms like you're like. They're not like edibles. out of your mind and you're like, oh my God. Like, no, it's very <laughs> ground. Like, you feel very grounded. So yeah. after you take them, is the feeling like I need to do this again? Is yes. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're like, not oh. like a crackhead, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not like addicted to it, but you're yeah. like, oh wow, I could do this again. I could tap into like, you get ideas, you get like, like create creative, you get connected with the earth, you get create. Crack. I mean, it's it's from the earth. It's not like some you know man made drug. So yeah. you get connected with your like your the people around you, like your kids, your wife. You're gonna be like, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, you have it. <laughs> if you need a mushroom connect in L.A., let us know. I'll send him to your hotel. <laughs> I love you. That's so much and crying and shit. Like, what is you? I haven't seen Let's happy go to Costa tears. Rica. Yeah, that's really send your wife. You should send your wife. She would really like it. Perhaps. I just think everyone's going to love it. I don't know your <laughs> wife, but I think she'll like it. I think she'll love it. Yeah. We'll send you the links. All right. Um, anyway, we pulled a card. We had uh, Rashad and Troy pull cards at the top of the show. And um, Troy pulled, Troy's, uh, pulled strength. Um, strength, I'm just going to... I'm going to read this, but I'm also going to, I know it's about like tapping into your inner strength, your inner well of infinite strength. It's just about like conquering that. Let's see what it says here. Okay. 
The strength card represents strength, determination, and power, like the chariot. However, while the chariot signifies outer strength and will, the strength card speaks to the inner strength and the human spirit's ability to overcome any obstacle. Strength is about knowing you can endure life's obstacles, you have great stamina and persistence, balance with underlying patience and inner calm. You're committed to what you need to do, and you go about it in the way that shows your composure and maturity. When the strength tarot card appears in a reading, you are fueled by your inner strength, personal power, strong will and determination. You do not rule by trying to control others. You quietly influence and persuade others. <laughs> the diplomat, others may underestimate your power because it is so invisible, but you should see that it is an advantage. You can control a situation without excessive outward force. No one knows it's you calling the shots. I like that. Do you resonate with that? That was that was pretty spot on. It says your confidence to overcome any growing fears, challenges, or doubts. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. The, the cards always speak. The cards <clears throat> are speaking. Um, and Rashad pulled temperance. So temperance speaks to balance, moderation, patience, purpose. Temperance is the card for bringing balance, patience, and moderation into your life. You are being invited to stabilize your energy and to allow life force to flow through you without force or resistance. It seems like this is that like the same. I mean, similar. It, if you look at them, they even look like in harmony. It's time to recover your flow and get your life back into order and balance. This call, this card calls you to remain calm. You are calm as a cucumber over there. <laughs> even when life feels stressful or frantic, he doesn't get stressed, y'all. Maintain an even temperament and manage your emotions. You have learned to keep con composed in stressful situations. Little things don't get to you, thanks to your seemingly abundant source of patience. Your respect for balance and tranquility is what will, will help you achieve and experience fulfillment in your life. The temperance card shows that you have clear long-term vision of what you want to achieve. You are not rushing things along. Instead, you are taking your time to ensure that you do the best job you can. You know you need a moderate, guided approach to reach your goals. Finally, this card reflects higher learning. You are learning a great deal where you are now, and you are at peace with what you are doing. It is all coming together well. It really is. It's beautiful. Uh, you about to no, I, you I, emotional, I've been emotional today. First of all, we're all sensitive. We're all a bunch of water signs in here. Every single one of us is water signs. We could cry at the drop of a hat. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just thinking about the last time I saw you. I was like, there's a building downtown. And every time I see it, it looks kind of like your logo. I think of you guys having a high rise in downtown. <laughs> Do you remember telling you that? <laughs> I think we were, I was manifesting for you guys. Okay? <laughs> there it was. There it was. That was probably at a. A mushroom party. That was crazy that you said that because I was actually on the plane today and I was watching um, CNN and they were talking about Fox, like they having this whole thing about they was putting out fake news and all that. And they were showing like the Fox building in New York City. And I was just thinking like, that's that's dope. Like we need to have the Earn Your Leisure building, EYL building. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a building downtown in LA and it doesn't say EYL, but it's like, I don't know. I want to say it's a yellow logo, but it's E something L or something. It's two of the three. And every time I see it, I think of you guys, I'm like, they're going to have a building. <laughs> I like to manifest for my friends, so I'm a yeah. witch. We're gonna so come back to this thing. moment in time. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be invited to the high rise, the, the cutting of the ribbon. Yes, <laughs> I need to moderate it. Bring the cards. <laughs> Bring the cards, and we'll pass mushrooms out to everyone. <laughs> everyone gets a mushroom. <laughs> Go to the top floor with your wings. Chocolate colors, please. <laughs> oh, please don't jump. <laughs> um. Uh, I have a question. Um, we we always ask our guests if they have horries. Uh, 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 horror stories. 
Maybe you have like a new rich one with your wife. I know you've been traveling a lot of places. Maybe you have one with a new, like, you know, you're a financial rock star. Maybe you have some groupies. <laughs> Anything come oh, to mind? Horror Horrors. story? What do you mean? Horror, like, like a, a whore. Hotel. 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 Mm-hmm. Highly. Any, like, scale. any sexy stories in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, London, all, all the places? Stories. Yeah, like any, like, popping. I don't have any sexy stories. I know there's a lot of Savage Fenty that comes to my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I bet. Yeah, there's a lot that comes there. Uh, I think you you get, get a lot of shows, a lot, a lot of Savage Fenty one-on-ones? Yeah, man, I really appreciate them, especially being on the road. Uh, they they always help. Um, I think we have a subscription service there, so oh, okay. shout out to Rihanna and her whole team. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been great, man. <laughs> shout out to Riri. We want you on the show. New mama. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rihanna. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I don't think he would tell us if he did. <laughs> he ain't gonna tell us. Look at him. He ain't gonna tell us. He's so shy and shit. I know you got some motherfucking stories, Rashad. I'm gonna leave the stories to shot. I see, I see you in your Cartier's online. I know you be... You ain't, you ain't dripping check for nothing. I know you got I some I know honey. that drip isn't just for you. Some, 50% you, 50% some, for some bitches. Oh, man. You know, you know, you love the ladies, man, but I don't... Yeah, you know... Part of no, a major key is to never kiss and tell. That's a major. You don't key. have to tell any names. You just want like, to tell like tell a story. Somebody's yeah. you know it's. Just... We're podcasters. That doesn't that's exist. A, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> only a million you know. people listening. Only a million. It's fine. I won't you hear your that name. business backer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your, your business is almost over. Direct funding. Your shit is going down. Both of you. direct funding. Because the good moms. Remember when Fifty Cent took out Jay's? What did direct? What did direct funding do? What did they do to you? He did hurt Jarro's career. He what hurt it? it tremendously. I'm going to hurt direct funding's business career. What, did, like they, what did they do to you? What did they do? They lied to us blatantly over about a loan and they fucked us. <laughs> well, like a high interest rate? It, crazy. Crazy interest rate. Crazy. What was the other thing? we had just, to... just lies. Just like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's not what I just like blatant, like typed it out lies. Like like it was in the email. email like just blatant yeah. lies. And then tried to be like, oh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I got to pick up my kid from school. I would when I find Andrew, I swear to fucking God. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to, to Nelly. Is she producing this show right now? This ab is like. <laughs> <laughs> it's going they in. are producing what the show. What are they doing? <laughs> The, the two headphones. They ones. have their own podcast happening. <laughs> Apparently. They're in deep conversation back there. Oh, my God. Oh, he rubbed his waves. It's in, she's in trouble. Oh, so she, she has her hand, like, up here, like, Look, huh, what'd you say? The play-by-play. Troy and Rashad brought their friend, and our, our, our manager's single also. Look at them. It's a love connection. Is he single? <laughs> I don't know. I totally, I don't know. I just made that up. You just made him single. I, I just, hey, he may be married. He's right? single today. Single today. <laughs> He's under a sign that says "bad choices make good stories." I mean, I don't know. Somebody take a picture. (laughs) No, don't take the picture. (laughs) Don't get your friend. So, so are y'all single? My boyfriend's there, right there on the left side, the black one. So you're not not, the black one. The black one's my. Are you? Are you single? I'm. She's single. She she didn't. She didn't answer that. (laughs) I'm answering it for her. Oh wow! I don't the jungle rub didn't go. I have well. a major key here. I don't kiss and tell. That's not kissing and telling. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, are that's you single, Erica? It's a major key. I don't. I don't Major key alert. Major key alert. You got major key alert. You did one interview with Rashad. Now you got new. You got new lingo. A whole new perspective on life. Are you single? The people want to know. Anyway, so it was so great to have you guys on the show. Thank you. This has been great. So where can our people find you? Uh, earn your leisure across all channels uh, YouTube Apple Spotify social media platforms earnyourleisure.com thank you for having us appreciate yeah, Patreon it Patreon too 
at Patreon. Okay, yeah. yeah, we will make sure we link all the things in this podcast episode description, and make sure you guys go and rate and review this episode on Apple Podcasts, please. And most importantly, you guys go pre-order our book. It's our debut author book, A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices. It comes out May second, right in time for Mother's Day. Gifted to a friend, gifted to it's your husband. Thank cover. you. We designed it. Yeah. It's nice. Um, it is out on pre-order. Please, you guys, support two single moms who are being authors for the first time and need to have a number one New Let's York Times bestseller. Let's do it. Let's run it up. Let's run it up. Run it up. If you are our tribe and you are hearing this, go to Target.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon, Amazon, all the book places and order our motherfucking book. And we also just found out that we will be in 277 Target stores. So what? you may even be able to pick it up at the Target near you. But don't wait till then. That's don't major. wait for that. No, pick it up major. right now. It is major. It's Thank very you. difficult to get into the Target store. I yes. know it seems like there's a lot of stuff in there but we are one of the it's stuff a mother's fucking dream thank you target thank you target <laughs> um and just please go pick up our book and support us we got the book we got the merch we got page what else we got we got the retreat Retreats. we have a merch and we also have cash app no <laughs> we also have patreon we also have cash app <laughs> and we also have discord if you join our patreon you get access to our discord and the discord is popping it really is you find your friends you find the people in your city you can share your horries you can yeah. ask for advice you can vent you can manifest we have a really popping collective a magical collective of men and women on discord and there's a lot of conversations happening over there so please yeah. join yeah. us and you can find us I'm Mila with an H underscore map with two P's. That was really confusing. So we're just going to put that in the, in the episode description. Mila. And I'm at Watch Erica. But again, just check out the links and uh, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube because we're kind of cute and so are they. So um, till next time, guys. There you have it. It's love. our anniversary. Love. love. Happy anniversary love again, you. y'all. Love you. Love, love, love. <laughs> Bye.